This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health, a global leader in preventative animal health care products. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Trump administration's plan to address refinery waivers is still subject to public comment, but President Donald Trump says it's a done deal. Ethanol now has been fully approved. We spoke with Joni Ernst. We spoke with, uh, and very importantly, uh, and we spoke with Chuck Grassley. And uh, the ethanol, the whole situation with ethanol that has been going on for so long, for so many years, we have that now uh, where it's finished, approved, done, and we're getting things ready to sign. That was Trump at a cabinet meeting today at the White House. Biofuel groups and Capitol Hill proponents are holding out for changes to the rulemaking before it's enacted. They say the use of Department of Energy recommendations rather than actual EPA biofuel mandate waiver allocations does not adequately address the gallons waived through the exemptions. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue told the president the concern over the move could be short-lived. And once they fully understand what you've done here, they'll be fine and as they see it implemented. But the biofuels industry is showing no sign of agreeing to the deal as is. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper said last week the rulemaking was out of line from their expectations. And it doesn't seem to be consistent with the agreements that were made between the White House and farm state senators, between EPA and those senators and and our industry. And, And in fact, it's not consistent with the announcement that was made on October 4th about how this was all going to work. EPA is holding a public hearing on the rulemaking next week. By the way, a spokesman for Senator Grassley says his position hasn't changed since he said he didn't expect the EPA to betray the president by moving ahead as is. A spokesperson for Senator Ernst referred AgriPulse to the senator's statement from last week, which encouraged EPA to follow through on Trump's commitment from two weeks previous to ensure blending targets of 15 billion gallons of conventional biofuel were indeed met. On another subject, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer says all signs point to the U.S. and China signing off on the first agreement in a long-running trade war in mid-November. We had uh, deputy level meetings this morning. Secretary Mnuchin and I are going to be talking to our counterparts on Friday, and we think we're making great progress. Our, our, as you say, our target is to have phase one deal done by the time uh, you go to Chile and uh, While there are still some some issues we have to resolve, we're we're working towards that goal. The Phase 1 deal includes about 40 to $50 billion in annual ag purchases by China. Trump says the issues addressed in the first part of the deal were actually the more difficult challenges, so future agreements could be easier to secure. Trump said U.S. negotiators had been pushing for 60 to $70 billion in annual ag exports before ultimately agreeing to the 40 to $50 billion range. The leader of the Western Growers says the group hopes any potential issues with an immigration bill that would come out of the House would be fixed in the Senate. Speaking on this week's open mic, Western Growers President and CEO Tom Nassif said their members are increasing production in other countries due to issues with U.S. labor laws. That's where all the expansion is. So the U.S. is losing the economic benefit of having a couple of million farm workers in the country, uh, which create two to three non-farm jobs. And instead, our policies have pushed farmers to go to foreign countries where labor is less expensive, regulations are diminished, and water is available. And working with governments that encourage investment in their countries so that their economies can flourish. He says the group would pursue legal status for their workers as part of an immigration package. The things that make sense to us is to ensure that we have a legal workforce. We've had people working for us for decades who obeyed the laws, paid all their taxes, uh, become part of their communities, raised their families. Uh, we'd like to see a process where they are legalized. We need to have a 
viable guest worker program where the costs are not so extravagant that it's not affordable and renders us uh, non-competitive with foreign producers. He says food production should continue to happen in the U.S. because of stronger food safety standards. To hear more from NASIF, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by Behringer Engelheim Animal Health, a global leader in preventative animal health care products for livestock and companion animals. From Georgia to Missouri, Iowa to Puerto Rico, more than 3,000 U.S. employees power our business. Learn more at the link in today's Drive Time email. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.